Jesus Christ tells us that if we have faith as small as even a mustard seed, that we can tell a mountain to move from here to there and it will move. He tells us that our faith can move the mountains. He uses this illustration to tell us that stunning things can be done when we have even just a little bit of faith. But if we're real honest, sometimes it feels like the mountains just aren't moving. We have times in our lives when we cry out, come on, God, my faith is here. I'm being obedient. I know the thing that I'm asking for is a good thing. Why isn't it happening yet? We have times where we get so frustrated or we get so hurt because we just want God to move and it feels like he isn't. So before we really get into it this morning, I want you to take a moment to think about what's really aching your heart this morning, what's really making you hurt. You know, some of us have walked in here with an addiction that we're just sick of. Some of us might feel like our marriages are in shambles. Some of us might be at odds with a parent and we don't see any end in sight. Some of us are hurting because a loved one won't accept Jesus Christ. And some need just the right job to open up. While others here feel totally alone, and some of us are in desperate need of physical healing. Because each of us has a story. Each of us has something that might not be perfect in our lives right now. Which we know that our time on this earth is never going to be perfect. You know, we're not promised a perfect time on this earth. But we also know that God answers prayer especially when we are obedient to him. And I believe that we're going to walk out of here today different than how we came in, that we're going to see God's work. And for some of us, we're going to see God's work right now. We're going to see it during this service. I want all of us to believe this. You know, I want us to believe that God's power is here. As we work through these song lyrics, we're going to see the biblical account of Jericho, and I want you to see how this situation directly applies to what you're facing and what I'm facing because God wants us to come to him and he'll make a way when it seems like there is no way. So look with me at how this song begins. It says, walking around these walls, I thought by now they'd fall, but you have never failed me yet. So as we examine the words we sing, we're going to look at the biblical account of Jericho here and see how God came through for his people. And even though this is an event that happened more than 3,000 years ago, the emotions that they felt during this are some of the same emotions that we're feeling today. Because you see, even when we trust that God will act, it's very easy to feel impatient. It's very easy to say, come on, God, why aren't you acting yet? Look at how this account begins with me. It says, Now the gates of Jericho were tightly shut because the people were afraid of the Israelites. No one was to go in or out. But the Lord said to Joshua, I have given you Jericho, its king and all of its strong fighters. The Lord saying to Joshua, I have given you this city already. I have given you victory. I don't care how tight the walls are. I have given you this victory. And then the Lord gives him these instructions, and he says, You and your fighting men should march around the town once a day for six days. Seven priests will walk ahead of the ark, each carrying a ram's horn. On the seventh day, you are to march around the town seven times, with the priests blowing the horns. When you hear the priests give one long blast from the ram's horn, have all the people shout as loud as they can. 
Then the walls of the town will collapse and the people will charge straight into that town. Now the people inside the walls of Jericho knew that the Lord's army was coming. That's why it was so tightly shut up. They would have known the miraculous things the Lord has been doing for the Israelites. They would have heard about the Lord parting the Red Sea so that the people could go through it. Even inside this fortified city, they knew that the Lord was coming. And in much the same way, Satan knows that we're coming. You know, it might seem like he has power from time to time. It seems like, it might seem like he is stronger from, than God, but we have the Lord on our side. You know, he might think that he has power in our struggles right now, but nothing can come against us that the Lord won't break through. You know, Satan doesn't want this message to be preached. Satan doesn't want us to know that we can have hope that God can answer prayers. And Satan definitely does not want Molly and Brady up here leading worship because they know what it's like to see God's faithfulness before and to be asking for it to be done again. They're living examples of this song. You know, Satan's afraid of what God can do. And we know that God's faithfulness will be here again. When, after God gives these plans to Joshua, we can understand that this victory is dependent on two things. And the first of it is God's power. And this can't be questioned at all because we know how powerful God is and we know the things that he can do. And the second is the faithfulness to the directions he gives our faithfulness. So we know that God's power is a given, but the faithfulness is up to us when we're going through these difficult situations. So look how this song continues. It says, waiting for change to come, knowing the battle's won, for you have never failed me yet. So even though Joshua and his army are waiting for something to happen, they know that the battle's already won. They know the end result already. Look at the text with me. It says, so Joshua called together the priests and said, this is what you guys are going to do. Take up the ark of the Lord's covenant and assign seven priests to walk in front of it, each carrying a ram's horn. Then he gave orders to the people, march around the town and the armed men will lead the way in front of the ark of the Lord. So Joshua put the Lord's instructions into action. He acts on faith here. But I want you to know that this isn't an easy instruction to follow. Before, Joshua was with God hearing these instructions, and now he's telling all of his men to carry this through. And this situation would have almost felt too big for God, because this was a huge city. The walls were up to 25 feet high and 20 feet thick. The city covered eight acres. Like, this would be a massive undertaking for them to do. If I were told to walk around this city, I would think that there must be some better way. I would question God's plan and then I would question Joshua. And this is probably how Peter felt. If we look to the end of Jesus' life, this is probably how Peter felt when he cut that servant's ear off when Jesus was being arrested. I can just picture him saying, but Lord, I know a better way to do this. I can keep you from being arrested. And Jesus would have calmly said, I have given you the victory, but it will only be accomplished my way. You know, God has a way of doing things that are above our understanding. And when we start believing that we have the victory, that everything's taken care of already, 
We'll walk around differently. We'll have this confidence about us, knowing that we're no longer slaves to fear, but we can walk around as children of God, knowing that everything is in the hands of our Father, and He has the power to do it all. I believe that every footstep this army took around the walls was loosening the foundation. I believe that every footstep in obedience was loosening the bricks to make these walls come down. And you know, when our hearts are aching and we're just ready for God to move, these next lyrics can be our prayer. When we're really hurt, it says, your promise still stands. Great is your faithfulness, faithfulness. I'm still in your hands. This is my confidence. You've never failed me yet. Now, when we pray, we don't need to pray all the time with our hands folded on our waist and our head bowed. You know, sometimes when we pray, we can't even get out the words because we hurt so badly. And other times, our prayers can form a song such as this. I can picture in a very difficult situation saying, Lord, my heart aches for this, but I know that your promise still stands. Great is your faithfulness, God. I trust in it. This is my confidence. God, you've never failed me yet. Because the best thing to do when we're struggling is to come to him. Then look what happens next in the text. It says, after Joshua spoke to the people, the seven priests with the ram's horns started marching in the presence of the Lord, blowing the horns as they marched. And the ark of the Lord's covenant followed behind them. Some of the armed men marched in front of the priests with the horns and some behind the ark, with the priests continually blowing these horns. Now, one important thing to realize here is that Joshua didn't reveal all of the Lord's instructions at once. So each day, the people would go out and march around the city, and then they'd get back to their camp, and nothing happens. The walls are still standing. Jericho has not surrendered yet. They didn't know the end date And we can relate to this, saying, God, I'm doing just what you told me. I'm being obedient. Why is nothing happening? But you know, these members of the army didn't murmur or complain or question Joshua's instructions. They simply obeyed day after day, knowing that the Lord's plans were greater than their own. Because this group of people, it's not just one moment of obedience for them. Right before God revealed these plans, the people had another act of obedience where the Lord came to Joshua and said, I need all of you to be circumcised. And they didn't say, is this really necessary, God? Like, it's going to be painful. We don't want to do this. They said, okay, we're obeying you because you are the Lord. So these people knew what obedience was like. They knew that the Lord would come through in their lives. Just as the lyrics say, I know this night won't last. Your word will come to pass. My heart will sing your praise again. But I'll tell you, there will be some dark days in our waiting for God. I'm sure you know this. There are some very dark days in this life. Even knowing the victory, we can't escape some of the difficult times. Look at these instructions Joshua gave. He says, do not shout, do not even talk. Not a single word from any of you until I tell you to shout. So the ark of the Lord was carried around the town once that day, and then everybody returned to spend the night in the camp. 
Now, think how difficult it would have been walking around this city with all these people experiencing the same thing, but to not be able to speak a word. This means no complaining, which in our everyday lives, it's so easy to complain when things aren't going our way. But think for a second if they had been complaining. Ugh, this is a long walk. Man, these walls are high. How did they even build them this thick? wonder how many people were inside of there. Do you see those guards up there? They're laughing at us when we're doing this. Did Joshua really hear this from God? I'm not sure that I trust his leadership. Do we really need to follow these instructions? Now, by the end of this circle, it would have seemed like the walls were 100 feet high and that this situation was completely impossible. Sometimes it's best to not even speak the problem to the enemy just to obey God and to trust in the word that he has for us. Because when it is finally time to shout, we need to be sure that we have a voice left. You know, sometimes our problems are best handled by reflecting on God's word. We hear his promises. We can think in our head of him saying, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth I will claim you as my people, and I will be your God. It's much better to meditate on God's word and his promises for us than to complain about our circumstances. Because the song continues, Jesus, you're still enough. Keep me within your love. My heart will sing your praise again. Look what happens. It says, Joshua got up early the next morning, and the priests again carried the ark of the Lord. The seven priests with the ram's horns marched in front of the ark, blowing their horns. Again, the armed men marched both in front of the priests with the horns and behind the ark of the Lord. All this time, the priests were blowing their horns. On the second day, they again marched around the town once and returned to camp. And they followed this pattern for six days. And this just seems like it would be so exhausting. In our head, we think that seven days isn't all that long, but to go through these motions would be tiring for them. So as this experience stretched day after day, the people knew that this wasn't going to be easy. You see, the city of Jericho was prepared because the harvest had just happened, so they were stocked with food. And there was a fresh spring inside the walls, so the people inside the city could wait this out. And the army had no idea when the walls would be coming down, or if the walls would even be coming down, but they just acted in obedience. And sometimes, in our own lives, we feel like there's no end in sight when we're looking at our problems. You know, sometimes we get so frustrated that we just want to go ahead of God and start pushing at this wall in frustration, just wanting it to come down because we don't want to wait for God any longer. We just want the problem to be fixed. You see, these people just keep circling their problem and as they're circling it, they're never getting any farther away from it. They just keep looking at their problem. But when we keep seeing our problems, we need to instead see the solution. We need to see God's faithfulness in action. Now think about this. Picture yourself on a flight down to the Caribbean. You know, the weather's perfect. It's not too hot. It's not too cold. Your family's down there, and you're just excited to have some quality time with them. And then the captain comes over the intercom, and he, you think he's going to say, okay, prepare for landing, but he doesn't. He says, we've run into a little issue. We're going to circle the landing for a while. 
And you get frustrated and you think, what? Why is this happening? Like, my travel plans might be getting messed up. What about the person picking me up? God, I'm getting sick on this plane. I just need to land right now. So finally, after three hours of flying around in circles over the runway, you land, and as you're walking off, instead of thanking the pilot for getting you there safely, you get up to him angry and you say, why did we have to circle for that long? I don't want this. Like, now I'm late, and you give all these excuses. And the pilot calmly says, listen, the runway was blocked. If I would have tried to land, there would have been a fiery crash. And in the same way with God, we have to trust that he knows the timing of our lives. Sometimes the good things that are coming can't come yet for one reason or another. But for some of us here today, I want us to believe that this plane is landing today. I want us to believe that God is going to come through and that we'll be able to shout together, I've seen you move, you move the mountains, and I believe I'll see you do it again. And to shout, you made a way when there was no way, you did it, God, and I believe I'll see you do it again. Because look at the text with me. It says, On the seventh day, the Israelites got up at dawn and marched around the town as they had done before. But this time, on the seventh day, they went around the town seven times. The seventh time around, as the priests sounded the long blast on their horns, Joshua commanded the people, Shout, for the Lord has given you the town. When the people heard the sound of the ram's horns, they shouted as loud as they could. Suddenly the walls of Jericho collapsed, and the Israelites charged straight into the town and captured it. Joshua was telling the people, shout, for the Lord has given you this town. He's saying, shout, the Lord has given you the victory. And we can shout because that marriage will be restored. We can shout because that child is coming to faith. We can shout because physical healing is coming for us. I'm confident in these promises because God is in the business of making a way when there is no way. God can make the impossible happen. And I've been feeling for a couple of weeks now that God is going to make that happen this morning. When it seems like every single odd is stacked against you, when it seems like there's no hope, God makes a way like only he can do. And I want him to do that this morning. So as we join together in this song in just a couple minutes, I want us all to lift up our hurts. I want us to sing the words of this song as a prayer to God, knowing that he can come through in this moment. You know, we've seen him do it before, and we can believe that he'll do it again. Think how God has showed his power and his faithfulness to us before. Like Sometimes when I'm singing worship songs, I like to look around the room a little bit and try and relate it to other things happening. And if we look up at the top here, we can think how Jesus proved himself faithful in the garden. Even as he was sweating drops of blood, even as he was in agony, and he was led to his death, he ended up rising from the grave and showing that everything he said on this earth had come true. Or we can look over to this window here and we can see the cup and we can think God showed himself faithful by letting us join him with the body and the blood and that as we partake in the sacrament of communion, it's a special way for us to be intimate with him. You know, God proves himself faithful time and time again. And even when Jesus' time on this earth had come to an end, 
God's promise of the Holy Spirit truly did come for us, that we can be confident that every single believer is equipped with the Holy Spirit of God and that we have the same power within us that rose Jesus Christ from the dead. And it's not just looking at what's up the front here to see God's faithfulness. We can look around at all of the other individuals in this room because we're all living testimonies of the powerful work that God has done. You know, God has showed his power in all the believers here who have seen God move, who have seen God work miracles. We have endless testimony to declare the victory of God. And even if you're sitting there right now thinking, I haven't been living a godly life, this just isn't for me, God won't come through on my prayer. The only person that survived from inside the walls of Jericho was Rahab the prostitute and her family. It wasn't because she lived a godly life, but it was because she was obedient in that moment and God was faithful to her. Yeah, this room is full of the testimony of God's victory. Listen to a bit of Revelation. It says, The great dragon was hurled down, that ancient serpent called the devil, or Satan, who leads the whole world astray. He was hurled to the earth and his angels with him. Then I heard a loud voice in heaven say, Now have come the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Messiah. For the accuser of our brothers and sisters, who accuses them before our God day and night, has been hurled down. And then it says, They triumphed over him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. We will triumph over the evil one by the blood of the Lamb, which is the death and resurrection of Christ, and the word of our testimony, the testimony we share, the faithfulness that we have. And let this song be a testimony of the victory we have, because there is power in Jesus' name. He answers prayers for us, and he is ready to do that. So, Heavenly Father, we recognize that as human beings, we have very little to offer you. Compared to who you are, we are imperfect humans who have messed up greatly in our lives. But Lord, we rely on your power this morning. We declare you as our Lord and Savior, and we put our full trust in you. Lord, we ask for healing. We ask for relationships to be mended. Lord, we ask for marriages to be restored. We ask for physical healing. I know so many people in this church who are suffering. We ask that we be healed in our service to you. Lord, heal our minds. Put us in the right situations to serve you. And let us just see your faithfulness in action because we admit that we are sinners and this is all in your hands and not by our power or might. We are just trying to be obedient to you in this. So we pray all of this in your name. Amen.